1: difference at this point does it make oh
2: shut up if you've got health insurance you can keep it if you like your health care plan you will keep it. your plan if you've got health insurance you like
0: your doctor you like your plan you can keep your doctor you can keep your plan i'm as bad as hell but i'm not gonna take this anymore the USSR.
3: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona, which is a nationwide national security organization. And Barack Obama has also promised that if you like your civilization, you can keep your civilization He he has, and there is no other topic that is
4: more important for us to dig into right now than the upcoming election, because we really need to understand and help folks understand and be able to communicate how— bad Hillary Clinton would be for the future of America. Yeah, there's a question mark inside of uh, tr- uh, Donald Trump, but we know... There's no question about Hillary Clinton. We know there's no question about Hillary Clinton, and uh, there are some
3: things that... Other, are, other than what medical ailments she has, perhaps.
4: Well, yeah, her medical ailments, um, we know exactly what she's going to bring to us from a national security perspective, given her tenure as First Lady, given her, uh, how she handled certain things as Senator... And, of course, her helping Barack Obama to devolve the entire Middle East into a uh, flaming chaos of jihadists and Muslim brotherhood. Uh, And and, and
3: that's the future that awaits us here in America. Eighty one percent believe that America is less safe. Than when Barack Hussein Obama and Hillary Rodham Clinton took office, that is
4: absolutely true. Now, to help us unpack some of that, uh, we have a guest with us today who actually just returned not too long ago from a trip to Europe, Austria specifically, and at that uh, and during that trip, she had an opportunity uh, to really get. Uh, to have conversations with regular folks over in Europe to understand what they're beginning to see is happening to Europe. And this is exactly what we face in America if we continue to follow Europe's lead down this trail of open borders, of unfettered immigration and unvetted immigration, of uh, policies that you know, turn their back on the threat of both political and cultural radicalization uh, thanks to the Muslim Brotherhood and Islam.
3: We are so pleased to join, have, to join us today as Karen Sigmund, who is the new president of the American Freedom Alliance, which is dedicated to upholding the values of Western civilization. Welcome, Karen.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
4: Well, it is such a treat to hear uh, to have you with us because fresh in your mind is your trip to Europe. You had a chance to go to Austria. You got to interview one of the candidates for uh, the president of Austria. You've it, You got to visit with some folks that have directly been impacted by some of the new hate speech laws. I say new because Europe is centuries old, but these laws are literally affecting the way that some people are living and talking about some of the things that we take for granted. We can do here. What What did you learn by talking to some of the uh, regular folks over in Austria about how they are perceiving the t- the threat of jihadist violence, the cultural threat? Uh, how, unpack some of that for us,
1: right? Well, first I went for vacation. I went to get away from it all, and what, and <laughs> there's and what I discovered was there is no away from it all anymore. I was high up in in the Alps, you know, high up in a village far away from another village, far away from another village. And still the news is machete attacks, slaughter here, slaughter there. And these good people high up in the mountains who really, I think, also felt away from it all are, are finally realizing the effects of their These compassionate, you know, quote, compassionate moves accepting refugees by the droves, they wanted to extend open arms to people who are suffering. Sure. And look what happens. And look what happens. Regular people being being slaughtered. And these Austrians, and I talked to a number of Belgians, too, as it happened, they completely understand that this is jihad. I bet if you ask 10 Americans, nobody will say the word jihad in Europe they get it
4: now the people yes. that you talk to are the, is this a new revelation for them are they are they yes. stumbling upon this aha moment as a result of uh, you know these terror attacks in France and Belgium yes. go ahead
1: exactly and they felt that you know multiculturalism this is how we're all supposed to be this is what the European Union is about this is you know open arms to the to the poor syrians and I don't know if they saw the videos that you and I have seen, but but it's hundreds of thousands of young men coming in. And now the consequences of this open armed um, peace, love Kumbaya, um, none of us is any different from anybody else here. Come, come on in. And what miracle did in Germany and, and, and also happened in Austria, open arms and, and France, of course, these, it's, Typically, the countries who have been the most generous, who instead of being treated with the kindness that, that they would have ridiculously expected, they are the nations that are experiencing the worst slaughter. Why? Because the people coming in see this kindness, not as kindness, but as weakness.
3: Now, there's and a lot- where
1: there is weakness, they will take advantage of it.
3: There's been a lot of Muslim immigration even predating the deluge of millions of so-called Syrian refugees in the past year have the have the immigrants assimilated to to extent we'll try it again to what extent have the Muslim immigrants preceding this past year assimilated into an adopted European culture or what to what extent they have maintained their original culture and Islamic identity?
1: Oh, I, I there may be a handful. You know, I don't want to say 100% have not assimilated, but it's probably pr- pretty close. But I think what has happened recently, and, and I think we saw it in France before we saw it in Germany and Austria with the no-go zones and so on, is creating their own enclaves. But the more that the governments allow them to do that, the more that the French, German, Austrian in particular governments allow, the, I guess, London too now, have allowed that to happen. The more advantage they take, it's not that they're, they're you know, oh you know have this no go zone and oh great this is wonderful thank you, but that then becomes um, the the more we give the more they take the more violence comes of it. It's never enough. Their, their goal is not to oh we're just going to take this little corner of Paris and be happy. Right. Never. Never, never. That's the more we give, the more riots there are. The more people will get in trucks and plow through crowds on on Bastille Day. It's it's classic Chamberlain stuff. The more you appease, the more they take. The more you say, oh, you know, yes, but Azaz Lorraine, they're sort of entitled to this little bit because they've suffered. The more, and we just see this over and over again throughout history, it's always the way. It's always the way. The more you give, the more they take, the more violence is escalated, and the more your people Suffer.
4: Now, before we take a break, um, we're gonna we're gonna start uh, we're gonna get into the second segment uh, a story about a, a lady that is a citizen of Austria that was prosecuted un, under some brand new hate speech laws that Austria has adopted. She said some things that were critical about Islam. We're gonna get into her story because you had an opportunity to spend a day with her. But before we right. go to break, as president of the American Freedom Alliance, uh, you guys have a very important event coming up here in Southern California, in L.A., on August the 21st. This is an event titled Islam and Western Civilization Can, Islam and Western Civilization Coexist, on the 21st. This is an all-day event, and the reason why we wanted to bring it up, you have some amazing speakers, including uh, one of my favorite, Ambassador John Bolton, who is one of the one of the people that is is he can talk about national security like no other. But your list of speakers, you've got what looks to be pretty close to 20 different speakers. We're going to share that list with folks. This is a do not miss event. You've got some great pricing options. We'll get into more of that uh, when we come back from a break
3: from our sponsor this half hour. Right. And you can find more about that also on AmericanFreedomAlliance.org. Time for a message from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. It is a great pay We appreciate his support. More with Karen Sigmund and the American Freedom Alliance after this
5: message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you, and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event. Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer.
0: AM 590,
5: The Answer.
4: Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. We have a very intriguing guest with us today who is talking about essentially, can Islam and Western civilization coexist? We have the president of the American Freedom Alliance, an organization based out of Los Angeles, Dr. Karen uh, Sigmund. And they have this event coming up on the 21st. We teased a little bit about it on the break. We're going to talk talk more about who some of the guests are and why uh, people need to make sure that they get to this event. Karen, while you were in Austria for this two-week, quote-unquote, vacation that almost turned into this working trip, you had the opportunity to meet someone who has kind of gotten some international attention because she was one of the first people to be prosecuted under what we would call hate speech, laws. She was critical of Islam. She said some things about Islam that resulted in her being uh, criminally charged with, you know, saying things derogatory about Islam. These are the kinds of speech laws that we've been warning can be coming to America. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that and why Hillary Clinton is so dangerous. They are already in Canada. But tell us a little bit about uh, your visit with Elizabeth savadish Wolf.
1: Right. Um, it, it, imagine. In that, it's hard to to fathom being prosecuted criminally for saying Muhammad was a pedophile.
4: And that it, was all she it, said in public. That
1: was it. That was it. And um, and it really and for for a time before that she she was giving courses in what Islam is, what Islam teaches within the Quran. Factual information, factual information, and had been uh, tracked by some people who were protective of Islam, and then prosecuted. Not only prosecuted, but in fact convicted, convicted in the courts of Austria. Then it, it, as happens in Europe, it percolated up through the courts, which means now it's out of Austria's hands into the European Union's hands because nations within the EU no longer have protection of their their own courts, their own sovereignty anymore. So she is is one of these one of the people who has been
5: mm.
1: who has been who has suffered under these new kinds of laws in Europe, and these are the laws that the left talks about here all the time
4: and her penalty for this transgression was what what
2: was I she I
1: know she had a, a large fine that she paid and as to you know details of incarceration I think that's been put off as it as it percolates through the courts but she is one of the people speaking about Europe being a, one of the canaries in the coal mine of what happens you know, before we were talking about violence violent jihad when when you get jihadis coming to your country right. but it's not only actual violence it's cultural as well and when they when they will start targeting as already is happening our first amendment right to free speech then what
3: happened? Well, sure, and it's, and it's not just this one case in Austria. In Germany, they've been raiding and shutting down websites or uh, people that were posting against the refugee the mass influx of unvetted refugees into Germany. They've pressured Facebook and other online yes. social media companies yes. to yes. take down and restrict those posts. And one, ex- and one extreme example in the in England, a man was arrested for quoting Winston Churchill about Islam. Now, this has some pretty dramatic
4: effects. The United States is not immune for the, to this, and this is where we want to bring the conversation back into the elections that are coming up here in November. Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State, uh, had a romance with an, or, uh, an entity called the Organization for the Islamic Cooperation. These are the 56 Muslim countries. 57 states, technically. With, including right. Palestine. we heard that before. Right. Yep. President Obama inf- infamously slipped up a little bit and said the United States has 57 states. But she's had she's had a, a relationship with the OIC. There is something called Resolution 1618 that the OIC got passed through the U.N., which essentially is encouraging it uh, member states of the U.N., non-Islamic states to adopt policies and laws that would criminalize speech that's critical of Islam. Now, this story picks up in... December of 2011, when Hillary Clinton uh, convened a secret three-day closed-door meeting with the OIC, the State Department, and the Department of Justice, in order to discuss with them how, in a country like ours, where essentially we have this First Amendment, how do they institute these laws in a way that will not directly conflict with our First Amendment? This is why Hillary Clinton is so dangerous. One reason. Yeah, one one reason. But but bring that right. forward to us, uh, you know, uh, f- with us, Karen. Um, w- what's the logical conclusion in the United States for this kind of policy uh, that Hillary Clinton wants to adopt to make speech <laughs> critical of Islam uh, a a criminal act?
1: It's that it's, anybody even would entertain such a thing. We have a constitution with our First Amendment rights protected. Period. Free speech, freedom of the press, that's the end of it. And that an official of the United States government representing the United States would even entertain any such thing is so horrific. It's hard to fathom. Um, Bringing it to the conference, Frank Gaffney is one of the more um, outspoken on exactly this topic. He is, he is one of our... Speakers, He wrote an outstanding book, Sino-Sharia, Countering Violent Extremism, which is their whitewashing of jihad. It's called, instead of taking it on at face value, it's countering violent extremism. they um, their the new leftist term for dealing with Islamic jihad. He is the foremost expert on exactly this, on all the incursions that... Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, and of course, well, sure, what she would do as as President, and it's it undermines everything the United States is for.
3: Right, and it's not just it's, it's legal, and it's and it's extra legal. So what Hillary Clinton said is recognizing they couldn't directly pass a law right now that says you can't criticize Islam or you can't defame Islam is that you would use peer pressure and shaming to try what, to shaming? implement the same thing. And it's also important to understand is under the Quran. The penalty is death for criticizing Islam or their, or their supposed prophet, Muhammad. And here in the United States, we're time for a break here, but in the United States, 58% of American Muslims believe it should be, it should be prosecuted for criticizing Islam or Muhammad. And 12%, and these just are the ones who admit it to a pollster, believe in the Quranic punishment of death. For people who do so. And we're all too familiar with the violent jihad.
4: This is the one that gets the attention on the 24 7 news media when things like uh, San Bernardino happen, Orlando, what happened in Nice where the truck, where the guy drove the truck into the Steel Day celebration. But what doesn't get covered is what we're talking right now this cultural jihad, this attack on. On free speech, when it becomes critical of Islam, we're going to get more into that whole cultural notion uh, of of Islam and the attack on our culture from this. But we want to wrap up here with a uh, co- sort of a commercial, a reminder that the this very important event: Islam and Western Civilization, can they coexist? Being put on by the American Freedom it's going to be in L.A. on August the twenty first. You can get information about this event at their website, org, You can register at that right. website. And we're also, when we come back, you've got a great lineup of speakers. We're going to talk about some of those speakers Um you know a little bit tease that a little bit and then i'm sure we're gonna have more to talk about we're gonna invite you to stay over uh into the fourth segment karen so we can get into more about what's happening in our current elections we're going to come back right back after a break from our sponsor this half hour another word
3: from ed hoffman of wholesale capital corporation the place to go for your real estate lending needs residential and commercial more with karen sigmund of american freedom alliance after this
5: message Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Merino Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event. Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer.
0: AM590, The Answer. The ultra-liberal Bill Maher, who frequently attacks Christians
3: and Christianity, said on his show, After the San Bernardino attacks, I heard all over TV everyone was saying, if only Americans knew more about Islam, they wouldn't be so afraid. Actually, Maher continues, it's the reverse. Be very afraid, and it's amazing yeah. coming from a, from a liberal that he recognizes the threat of Islam and the jihad and radical Islam. Probably the only there, place that I agree with Bill Maher is on this right. issue. And there's a great conference coming. up. We
1: actually invited him to speak.
3: No but, kidding! Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There is a great conference coming up on this on Sunday, August twenty one in Los Angeles, put on by the American Freedom Alliance, entitled. Islam and Western civilization—can they coexist? And uh, we mentioned the keynote speaker, John Bolton. But in addition to that, we have Robert Spencer, who was just out here recently, was on our show last week. We have uh, Frank Gaffney, a great expert on national security and the threat of the jihad. Admiral James Lyon, Pete Hoekstra, uh, Daniel Greenfield. Wait, let's make sure we know that's Congressman. Congressman, I believe he's chairman of the Intelligence Committee, or he was on. the yeah. he was. Yep. Yes, James Simpson, who was. Was, was focused on the threat from refuge from their unvetted refugees that they 're bringing in large numbers of and others, and this is just a great, great lineup Admiral James
4: Lyons, one of my favorites, who you know really understands what 's happened to the American military and national security establishment under the leadership of Barack Obama. Every bit of training on the influence of the Islamic Jihad uh, in the world has been removed from our from the training of the people
3: that are supposed to be fighting this war. And their their panels include Islam in the culture, Islam on the move and Islam as a security threat. So this is just a fantastic conference. And, uh, you know, it is. For a day long event, it is. I mean, it, it is. Uh, you don't. You don't line up John Bolton and this right. lineup of speakers
4: who have to come in from the East Coast for free. This is not your typical twenty five dollar event, but it is worth every bit of the one hundred and ninety five dollars for a single per for but, a single.
3: But it's very important that if you can get a group of five, right, or which more, you want
4: to do from the right. Inland Empire then, then because the, then, you then, want to carpool,
3: right, and then the price goes down to hundred dollars per person, which is uh, which is. And a great price for this level of uh, these kind of speakers. And that includes lunch. So it's
4: important to note, this starts, this conference, uh, registration begins at 8. Door, the seating and the conference begins at 9. It includes lunch. It wraps up at 4. And then there's a reception from 4 to 5.30 after this. Anything we're missing, Karen?
1: <laughs> you covered that extremely well.
4: Excellent.
1: Right? Yeah. No, it's great. Yep, perfect. Um, for I, I would be remiss if I didn't say we are always looking for sponsors at a much higher level, which there is a VIP dinner the night before. Um the sponsors at the VIP level um are, are invited to that dinner and that's a thousand per person. So okay. I just wanted to say that. Um but yes, otherwise and and we've got and, Andrew Bostom. Giving us the putting it all in context. We've got Bosch Faustin, who is the cartoonist at Pamela Geller's event. Ten seconds. One who won. Um, so please look, find us at American Freedom We're going to carry Karen did over did to the next segment and
3: talk more about the civilizational jihad after these messages and the news and the traffic. Yeah, Welcome back to Unite, IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Quote, Islam isn't in America to be equal to any other face, but to become dominant. The Quran, the Muslim book of scripture, should be the highest authority in America and Islam, the only accepted religion on earth Close quote. Let's see who knows who said that. Was that A, Mohammed?
4: Was that B, uh, President Obama? Was it C, um, you know, the perpetrator? Uh, was was that o, uh, Osama bin Laden? Uh, or D, the founder of the Council of American-Islamic Relations here in the United States? If I didn't know better, I would, I would
3: have guessed B, Barack Obama, but...
1: I would have, too, yeah. <laughs> And we laugh, but it's. not I know funny. this is. You have to
3: laugh in the face of just this
4: overwhelming sense of doom and what is you know facing America if Hillary
3: Clinton gets elected, right? And the answer is D. Omar Ahmad, co-founder of Care, the Council of American Islamic Relations. It is repeatedly cited by the, the mainstream media as the source on Islam, and and they're supposedly moderate. They're against the jihad, but that is what they really think, and that is their true. Objective, And on the phone, we have
4: Dr. Karen Sigmund. She is the new president of the American Freedom Alliance, an organization based out of L.A. And she's here to help us unpack this whole, uh, you know, cultural invasion uh, by Islam. Can Islam and Western civilization coexist? Which also happens to be the title of a of a one day conference uh, that she is presiding over and has helped to organize on August the 21st. In LA, uh, at the Lux uh, Hotel, right, uh, right off of the yes. 405, and uh, what is that, Sunset Boulevard?
1: And Sunset, exactly, 405 and Sunset. And it's a beautiful facility.
4: The- if you haven't been there, it's it's it, it's such an amazing facility. Right below the Getty uh, Museum, right there, as the freeway gets ready to go up into the Hollywood Hills. There.
3: Fantastic lineup of speakers we were mentioning in the last segment. Keynote, Ambassador John Bolton, but also Robert Spencer, who was just here last week from Jihad Watch. Admiral James Lyons. Pete Hoekstra, current or former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Frank Gaffney, a great expert on national security. James Simpson, who was an expert on the influx of unvetted and unvettable Muslim refugees. Trevor Loudon and many, many others. So this is just a fantastic conference. And if you can get five or more... It becomes very affordable at $100 per ticket per person for this great day-long event.
4: Absolutely. Now, you know, we're we're talking about the presidential election coming up. And, you know, the the thing that seems to keep getting into the news are the missteps, if you will. I call them missteps. Other people might call them other things of Donald Trump, where he says something and the press likes to run with it. Uh, In one case, it had to do with the Second Amendment. In another case now, uh, you know, he's attacked uh, President Obama as the founder of ISIS. And, you know, we're parsing words here. You know, to, Donald Trump is sticking by his, quote-unquote, founder term, but, you know, a, a very, very strong case can be made, Karen, that Barack Obama's policies and Hillary Clinton's policies led directly to the establishment of the Islamic caliphate by ISIS, and this is one of the topics that's going to be uh, discussed at your event on August 21st.
1: Absolutely, and yes, you know, we we can parse words and so on and whether or not what he says is particularly accurate. But there is no question that our retreating out of Iraq after tens of thousands of our young men and women lost their lives or family felt all kinds of consequences of having fought in that war after we retreated from it. There's no question that it's the policy of President Obama and Hillary Clinton that led to the rise of ISIS, perhaps not its birth, but certainly its rise. And the the unbelievable chaos, turmoil in, in throughout the Middle East, we can lay all that directly at, at the feet of President Obama and, and Hillary Clinton. Whatever we, we know about Donald Trump, we know 100% certainly that Hillary Clinton will continue that chaos and permit the rise of evil.
4: I mean, here's a guy, Donald Trump, who's... S- single greatest accomplishment really has been transforming the new york skyline he's responsible i think you could argue with the turnaround the economic turnaround of the island of manhattan he took the hotel that was in disrepair that was uh, actually had homeless people living in it rebuilt it rebuilt downtown manhattan almost single-handedly contributed to the economic turnaround of this of this city of this community and we're now comparing his th- this major accomplishment that he has undertaken he's become wealthy as a result of it and we're comparing him now to a person that presided over the destruction of libya the destruction of egypt the uh all the gains in the 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 I want to say accomplishments, but the gains in Iraq, you know, we had literally created a country that was
3: finally to the point to where, um, you know, Al Qaeda had had been thoroughly defeated, not only militarily, but politically. Their name was mud in Iraq as, as, as of 2008, when 2009, when Obama and Hillary Clinton took office, they pulled out. ISIS filled the vacuum. They even helped support the, the predecessor to ISIS in taking control of eastern Syria. And when, and then it expands. It was just the JV team. The Iraqis repeatedly asked for our help and assistance in stopping them, and but nothing was forthcoming until finally, after they had conquered most of western Iraq, the political pressure forced Obama to do a little. Not enough to win, just a little to help slow them down a bit. And, and we're not even mentioning the countries. Iran
1: deal. We're not even mentioning. Oh my the Iran gosh! Deal. Yeah, I mean, it guarantees Iran a nuclear weapon. I mean, this is yep. all, all the rest is one thing, but this is this is so staggering that that the president of the United States, the current secretary of state, negotiate global national security away.
4: And this is something John Bolton has spoken about. uh yes. you know quite articulately that this policy is almost mirror to what the Clintons did in Korea that led to Korea ultimately getting the uh, nuclear bomb in 12 years. It was 12 years to the date that that Korea set off its first nuclear test after a very similar policy was instituted by the Clinton administration in regards to Korea, correct?
1: Yes, and and not only Ambassador Bolton will be speaking to this, but it, it comes up in uh, Robert Simpson was just speaking about it. Daniel Greenfield, also one of our panelists, will be speaking about it. Um, Representative Hoekstra. this is so key. So what we're really talking about with this question: Islam and Western civilization can they coexist? We're talking about cultural invasion and destruction of our First Amendment. We are talking about doing everything that they can to destroy our entire value system, as Care said, for Islam to be dominant, which means over all other religions and over our constitution. We're talking about violence in the streets. We're talking about nuclear weapons in the hands of those who have sworn to destroy Israel and who hate everything that we are about. What part of this is acceptable? The part this is th- one horror after another. This is clear danger in our backyards, in our schools, in our churches, in our streets. In our, everywhere.
4: Here's the part that's acceptable, that the father of the Orlando shooter, Omar Mateen, would be positioned directly behind Hillary Clinton for her campaign rally in Florida. That's what's acceptable to the mainstream media. Right, and those positions are
3: carefully placed. The the, the staff places people behind the candidate for the photo op. Absolutely.
1: It is So Whatever Donald Trump said about the Second Amendment, tails pales in comparison it really does the simplicity of the left with this kind of violent and hate we're sure. talking against to, all that we are.
4: We're talking sure. to Dr. Karen Sigmund. She is the president of the American Freedom Alliance who has a major event coming up on the 21st with John Bolton as the keynote speaker. We'll take a run through the list of some of the other speakers when we get back after this break, but you can get your tickets by going to AmericanFreedomAlliance.org. And, uh, you know, since we're out here in the Inland Empire, get a carpool together because you can save almost half on the price of a ticket when you book five people. We'll be right back with more with Dr. Karen Sigmund, the uh, civilization jihad that's occurring, and uh, and more on the Unite ID radio program after
3: a message from our sponsor this half hour. All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this.
2: When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The Answer.
0: Let's get it started. Uh, let's get it started in here. This
5: is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome
4: back to Unite Inland Empire Radio Program. We're talking to Dr. Karen Sigman, who's the current president of the American Freedom Alliance, who has this huge, important event unfolding on august 21st uh in la and uh, we'll give you more information about how you can get tickets and participate in that but we we're we're tying all this in the title of the event is can islam and western civilization coexist we're tying all this into the current election of course hillary clinton uh, and donald trump are now our uh contenders for the chief uh executive of the country the uh Uh, Commander-in-Chief. During the Clinton administration, a real quick uh, little ditty about what happened, uh, a little story about what unfolded during the Clinton administration, and just an example of how penetrable the Clintons are and how uh, easily... Uh, the Islamists have cozied up to the Clintons throughout their uh, political existence. Individual by the name of Ab- Rahman Alamudi, who's currently serving a 23-year prison sentence for organizing the assassination of the Saudi king prince with the help of al-Qaeda financed by Muammar Gaddafi of Libya. Now this doesn't get this this would sound like a, a novel. This was something that would be you would think would be written uh, by a novelist and produced in a major feature film by Hollywood. But no, this is real life. And this guy, Abdurrahman Alamudi, was cozied up to the Clinton administration. In fact, had established an organization that became the entity through which every Muslim imam that would become a chaplain in the U.S. military was vetted through. He was that closely tied into the... uh, uh, Clinton administration, that he was able to get an organization created that vetted, and this is only one aspect of how he was able to wage his cultural jihad into the Clinton administration, and that's a big part of what your conference is dealing with, Karen, isn't it?
1: Right. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's far more than just military and, and just lone wolf, lone wolf violent jihad on the streets. It is cultural.
4: And you have a speaker, Trevor Loudon, that's very, you know, that's familiar to us here in the Inland Empire, who really has done a lot of groundbreaking work about how uh, forces antithetical to our civilization, to our Constitution, have have penetrated uh, institutions ranging from unions to even our very Congress. We're talking about the Communist Party, and we're indeed also talking about Islam.
1: Exactly. Uh, Trevor Loudon, and really, please, go to go Look, Google up Trevor Loudon. The amount of research he has done is extraordinary, and it is about infiltration and penetration by forces inimical to the United States, those who seek to destroy us. And, of course, Jamie Glassoff has a book of the perfect title, United in Hate. Mm -hmm. This is all part and parcel of the same leftist idea in a number of ways, most particularly that there's never just one front. They don't the left doesn't fight us fight the right only politically. They fight in the cultural arena, in the schools, in academia, and the media and Hollywood, in conversation. Everywhere where there's an interaction is an opportunity to promote an agenda, both of the left, same thing with Islam. Yeah. It is everywhere. And and to imagine that that the violence is the only important front is completely not true they they're destroying our freedom of expression of religion um the left is and yet uplifting islam it is all in the culture well here's and-
3: Here's an interesting point. Yeah. And because Trevor Loudon has documented, we've had him on our show. We've had him uh, speaking at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. We had him at the uh, United IE Conservative Conference. Yeah. He's, he's documented to hundreds and hundreds of pages of how many yeah. of these Democrats have ties to socialists and Marxists and communist organizations. And he's never been sued because he has it so well documented. But now what we're seeing is, is the is almost a quasi-alliance between the radical left, the communist, Marxist, socialists, and the Islamists, which on the yes. surface you think, how could they, how yeah. could how could they get into bed together?
1: Right, well, just so on what? the front of, of of gay rights, it's and women's rights, I and mean, those are two places where they should be, at, where they are in fact at complete odds, and yet. It doesn't matter.
3: Right. One of your speakers, James Simpson's book is about, it's entitled The Red-Green Axis. Red 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 being the the, the Marxist-Communist-Socialist and green being the Islamists.
1: It's astonishing. These alliances, and again, again, Jamie Glassoff's book, United in Hate, and throw in Black Lives Matter into the mix as well. It's all part of the same Effort to bring, I I say this, and I can't believe I'm going to say it, but to bring down Western civilization.
4: You mentioned kind of almost in a, thro- in, a in a I didn't mean to say throwaway, but you, you you got something in there that's a hot button issue for me. Schools, the yes. uh, the textbooks in our schools in our seventh yes. and eighth grade world history textbooks. It's a documented fact that an organization based right here in Fountain Valley was instrumental in in cleansing the history of Islam that's taught to our seventh graders from concepts like jihad, polygamy, the history of Islam. Uh, History, Islam's treated like this uh, religion that just uh, magically spread throughout the world starting in the 7th century, and very little mention of the river of blood that flowed through its imperialistic conquest of other civilizations throughout its history. That's also a topic of your conference.
1: Yes, and and, you know, when people say it's a religion of peace, they didn't just come up with that on their own. It is how it is overtly, deliberately promoted in schools, in the media, everywhere. Every time the the issue of Islam comes up in the public sphere, it is that it's the religion of peace. And we have Lieutenant Colonel Roy White, who is part of Act for America and in dealing with, with textbooks. He will be speaking to exactly this. Again, the left knows, as do Muslims, as did Hitler, that as did Lenin. The younger you get people and create their worldview in, as, in your vision, in accordance with your vision, the harder it is to undo, and the more easily you, you have them already on your side. We fight this all the time. Ronald Reagan said it's not so much that you know our leftist friends are, are ignorant, it's that they know so much that isn't so. Same holds with all of this, and it is because of our school's. Pre-K through 12, and they want them earlier still, the ivory tower institutions of of our universities, our media, Hollywood, everything whitewashes it. And in part, what AFA, American Freedom Alliance, intends to do is undo that damage, to be the alternate voice, the voice of truth, to say Islam is not the religion of peace. There is the river of blood. He was a pedophile. He was, Jihad isn't just in your soul, which yeah. is what we see in textbooks.
4: I can't think of a better way for you to honor the memory of the founder of American Freedom Alliance, Avi Davis, who died just – it was taken too early from us. He was doing great work, and you guys have done an incredible job of picking up the baton from the racetrack that he, unfortunately, due to his early demise, uh, heart attack, quite suddenly, almost like how Andrew Breitbart was taken from us.
3: Mm Um, so and, our, got- and our former co-host John Hancock is vice president. That's right. Yes, John
1: Hancock is right. Yeah, you stole exactly him from John us. Hancock. You stole <laughs> him from us. That's why he's no
3: longer
4: here. He can't. He can't handle the workload. So congratulations on.
1: Go ahead. He's
4: extraordinary. John yeah. Hancock is, is fabulous. He really is. He really is. So um, we appreciate you being with us. We appreciate the work that you're doing to carry on Avi Davis's great work. The uh, Conference Thank Islam you. and Western Civilization, Can They Coexist, Sunday, August 21st. You can get more information and register at AmericanFreedomAlliance.org. There's a little banner at the top of that that will take you right to a page that talks about uh, the event, who the speakers are, with a buy tickets button right below. Below that, carpool. Get a group yeah. together to carpool out. Uh, five uh, people uh, gets your price down to a hundred dollars. That includes lunch and a speaker lineup that I don't think oh, has 100. been seen on the West Coast. This right. is great.
1: Right. It is. It is powerful, and it, we hope not only to have it be a, a terrific day, an informative day, but effective. This yep. is not. Funny, you know. This is we want people to walk away knowing what they can do to help this.
4: Absolutely, it's it's a day of action and contemplating what we need to do. Karen, thank you for being with us here on the United Empire Radio Program. Thank you so much. Thank you.
3: Back with final thoughts after this break. All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When
2: you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is all-star for over 20 years all-star collision and corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity they offer free pickup and delivery free estimates and they're approved by all major insurance companies they repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161.
0: AM590.
3: The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Ronald Reagan said, if we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. I'm warning of an education, eradication of the American memory that could ultimately result in the erosion of the American spirit. And we see that happening every day in the culture and in the government run education system as they try to eradicate belief in our country and civilization.
4: And our founding, you know, our founding principles. Everything about what represents America is being stripped out of every corner of American culture. Um, and, you know, to really, one of, one of the, m- Greatest offenders of that, if you will, is the both the cultural and the uh, violent jihad of Islam uh, as it's being carried out by Islamists all over the world. We've been talking most of this hour with Dr. Karen Sigmund. Uh, just want to give folks a little bit of a heads up about where they can go to get information about this. Again, org. It's the Islam and Western Civilization Can They Coexist Conference here in L.A. I,
3: you know, this is an outstanding lineup of speakers, Greg. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is staggeringly good from master John Bolton all the way down to Robert Spencer, Governor yes. Loudon, uh, Frank Gaffney, and many, many other great, uh, great speakers. And if folks want to get more information
4: about that, they can go also to the uniteie.com website where we feature information about all the groups that are throughout the Inland Empire that are, you know, waging the good fight to maintain uh, conservative values, conservative principles—from limited government to a debt-free future, uh, personal freedom—this is a this is a struggle against the left and their effort to take away, you know, the basic rights that you know are instilled in our in our constitution and our founding documents. Um, all of these groups are the places where you can go to, you know, participate in that fight. Everything right. from getting involved in the Election Integrity Project, which is there to make sure that that our elections, at our polling places, are carried out uh, the way that they're supposed to. That there's no fraud. That there's no effort to throw tilt those elections in the districts throughout the Inland Empire, all the way up to. You know, getting involved in uh, political uh, action—you know, fighting the kinds of bills that are unfolding in in this is an existential
3: election like no other. And if we're going to preserve the country, it takes more than just getting informed, watching Fox News. We need to get involved in the process and carry out the obligations of that most important political office—that of the private citizen. Absolutely.
4: See you next week on another edition of Unite IE Radio at 4 p.m.